This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hi, Jürgen. Hope you're well. I am. Hi. Uh, first of all, Jürgen, obviously in the last few days, we've seen Ole Gunnar Solskjaer leave his role um, and Mauricio Pochettino linked with the job as well. I just wondered if you could give us an insight into the kind of challenge that it is when you're expected to compete with the likes of Liverpool, City and Chelsea as a manager, but also being compared to the respective managers at those big clubs as well. What do I have to do with that? Um, so inside to PSG or Man United? Uh, in, or in, just an insight, because you obviously when you came into the role at Liverpool, it was expected of you that you would need to compete with the likes of Manchester United, Chelsea, Manchester City, etc. as well. And also that you would be compared to those kind of managers. So you've got that kind of experience of going into that role, into that kind of pressurised situation. I wondered, you know, if you could give us an insight as to what the, the new man is, is going to face going into that kind of hot seat at Old Trafford. I'm really not prepared for that question. I didn't think about Man United for a, a second and I didn't think about the impact the manager has, um, should have or whatever since six years, since I had to think about these kind of things. Sorry, it was a long question. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> no problem. Um, Jürgen, we're looking at the team then. I mean, obviously, is Jordan Henderson ready to start now? How far away is Andy Robertson? And what balance is there that you have to strike between looking after your squad through rotation, but also respecting the integrity of the competition? <laughs> we always respect the competition, and um, but we have to think about ourselves and our schedule and the situation of our players um, first. And um, Henry will see... Um, Yesterday, would say maybe it was not at one hundred percent. So, like, you could, can play, you can do pretty much everything, but it's about really um, being at one hundred percent fit. So, I thought um, when he came on um, against Arsenal, it was a game just to see the game out and, um, and and controlling a little bit. It was exactly actually what he had to do from a rehab point of view. Uh, so, he used these few minutes, um, but in the, but now we have to see. I, I don't know one hundred percent. Rob was similar. Rob was similar. Um, it's both are okay, but are both now ready to play, ready to start with the schedule, with the games coming up. We have to make these decisions. Didn't make the decisions yet, to be honest, um, because I've, how we all know, in this period of the season, um, time of the season, um, medical department has a big hand in lineups, and so we will see that. But uh, whatever lineup we will we will show tomorrow night, it's only about winning the game and um, winning this game and winning the next and winning the next and all these kind of things. That's what we are here for, and um, so. We will see. We know that our opponent uh, will be uh, motivated on the highest level for two main reasons. One is we won there um, in a way which they didn't like for sure. And on the other hand, it's like uh, that they, if they win the game tomorrow night, they have a final against Atletico on the last match of the group. And um, so that's what they wanted. That's clear. So um, it will be a difficult game for us. And I really hope that everybody's at, at Anfield is... Um, Absolutely, it's best because we only show up tomorrow night because we want to try to win the game, uh, and that's Champions League. Uh, you can never, you can never take this thing for granted, and I hope nobody is doing that. Uh, we need to be ready as a, as a whole, uh, all together. We need to be ready um, to to put a proper fight out there, and um, 
Yeah, at the moment, I'm pretty positive that we can do that. Thank you. Thank you, Vinny. We go to Ian from TalkSport and then to Carl next from the BBC. Hi, Jürgen. How are you? Oh, can you hear me okay? Cool. Um, it's, it's kind of two questions in one, two questions in one really. Um, how difficult is this a game to, how difficult a game is this to prepare for because you've already won the group? And secondly, you've scored at least two goals in all of your last 15 games in all competitions. So is this the best form any of your teams have ever been in? So uh, it's just we have to keep doing that, but um, we need to find a rhythm, obviously, to to um, between scoring and not conceding and stuff like this. And it's always a challenge, of course, and we try to do that as well. And it's an ongoing process. First part of the question was difficult to prepare. No, the the difference is so when you are when you when you sign a contract for uh, for LFC as a manager, then pretty much and as a player, pretty much you have to win all games. Each game you play, everybody expects that and. Um, so it means there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders and um, that's a little difference that we don't have to win the game tomorrow we, but we want to win the game tomorrow that's um, we can show how that looks to be honest and um, I really hope that it that it gives us the freedom to play and uh, but keeps the desire to defend and all these kind of things and um, that's what we have to we'll see tomorrow we all know in our in our Champions League history since I'm here we usually fight until the last second of the last game of the group stage to get somehow through the group. That's this year different, but that, that's really it's the only difference. And it, actually, it's not in my mind, uh, really. It's but I know it's a difference. Um, it's just um, we try to to win the football game tomorrow night, and hopefully we can do. Thank you, Ian. Okay, uh, I've got all the attendees I can get into the panel now, so there's no point putting your hands up. You can then start putting your hands up again for when Tiago is is here as our uh, player for the press conference. But uh, Carl from the BBC next, and then we'll go to Fernando, um, who's one of our, uh, I presume, Portuguese uh, journalists who's listening in. But uh, Carl from the BBC first. Hello, Jürgen. Hi, Carl. Um, on Taki Minamino, you know, he scored on Saturday to near against Arsenal last goal. Um, how hard has it been not to play him when he has been good for you this season, when he has come on? And is it important for him to get more minutes with the African Nations Cup coming next year as well? Asian Cup. Wow. Okay. He played for Japan the last few games because he's in a great shape. Um, that's how it is. And um, that helps always when you want to start football games for a club and country. Uh, you better know that good shape and he's in, in exceptional shape. So we knew that and that's why it's important for us. I said it before, or, or not, maybe not said it, but I knew before the game that Taki is pretty much our first option for changing on five positions uh, for the Arsenal game. And um, that says a lot And um, because he can play all these different positions. And um, when he came on, it was just a wonderful moment so like 40 odd seconds on the pitch and and scoring the goal from that moment on you could see you can see his confidence now which you know, how the confidence grew in the last few months and um how good a player he is and um so really pleased for him really and um yeah he will have he will get his minutes definitely okay thank you carl 
We'll go to Fernando, and we've also got uh, Francisco in uh, from Portugal as well. Do we need the headphones, Fernando? Do, you, do we need it? Is it, will this be in Portuguese? You're on mute, my friend. If you could take the, the, the mute off, and then if you want to ask your question. Fernando, I don't know if our translator can tell Fernando that he needs to take the mute off. Yeah, no problem. Fernando, thank you. Yeah, but I tell you what, we'll come back to Fernando. We will go next to Carl Markham, who's uh, always a wonderful understudy. That's the mute button, the furthest away I ever saw. Yes, indeed. Let's, let's just go to Carl Different Markham. Different room. Fernando, we'll come to you in a second. We're going to go to Carl Markham first. Carl. Hi, Egan. Carl? No, you, no, you, don't need, you won't need the headphones. You're all right, I think. Well, at least I hope you won't. Um, yeah, I just wonder, the last time you played a Champions League tie where nothing was riding on it, um, Diogo got injured, was out for three months. I wonder how much that, uh, that was against Michelin, I wonder how much that plays on your mind and, and people talk about a Champions League victory is worth, you know, quite a lot of money. So you've got to balance that. But I presume player, player welfare takes precedence over everything, presumably. Come on, Carl, you know, the, you know the, these kind of things. It's, it's, really, it's really easy to sit there where you sit or where all the people who judge us in these moments to sit and say, leave him out, leave him out, leave him out. We leave them all out and play with a team which is not a Champions League team. We don't have enough players for that, by the way. Um, and then um, nobody can get injured. But we, what the first question was, I think, from Ian, but uh, how much we respect um, the integrity of the of the competition. So it's so easy to sit in your chair and ask these kind of questions, to be honest. Um, we have to line up a team who has a chance to win the football game. And the Diogo situation was very unlucky. And we I hated, I hated it and to make that I made the decision. But would I have done the decision the same again? That's the only question I have to answer. Yes. Well, again, because you need stability. We cannot have, we cannot play football games like here with this lineup and next game lineup who has no chance to win a game. And then I bring them back again. The players need rhythm, all these kind of things. So really it's that you only bring it up. It's not, it's really, I don't think it's fair that you bring up this old story that a player got injured. They all, all can get injured. Do I make the decision who I don't care if he gets injured with the lineup tomorrow night? No, I can't. And I will not, I will not. These things happen in football, and hopefully nothing happens tomorrow. Yeah. I would have preferred to answer the Portuguese question to me. Yeah, yeah thank Very you. <laughs> right, Fernando, can you give it a go now with the mute off, if possible, please? You, sorry, Fernando, you still need to take the mute off. Fernando on. can hear us Yes, now. he can, yes. That's, the that's great. Fernando, can you take... There we are, yes. Fire away, sir. No. No. I don't hear. No. I still, we still can't hear you, I'm afraid, Fernando. We'll have one more go, and then we're going to go to Francisco. Have one more go. Try one more time, if that's okay. We'd like to take a question from our... Uh, you know, you're still going to have to take it off mute. There we go. No, I'm really sorry. That's not going to work. We'll come back. Um, we'll go to uh, Francisco, hopefully. Hi, Jürgen. Can you hear me? We, yes, we can. I can hear you. Uh, great. Nice to meet you, Francisco, from Zerzer. Uh, I would like, like to ask you, you are going to play against Porto... Uh, the only Portuguese team that you ever played five times, four wins, one draw, 16 goals scored, only two uh, suffered. Uh, given that sample, probably a small sample, how do you see the Portuguese teams and the Portuguese league and the Portuguese player? I love Portuguese football, to be honest. Um, I really think this 
country is producing an, an incredible amount of world-class football players. And I was probably as surprised as everybody that they didn't go through the group uh, stage in, with the national team. So, But it was probably rather unlucky than anything else. But the, all the players, of the, pretty much all the players of the national team of Portugal play in the biggest clubs in the world. And, um, and there are still, and still players coming up um, from the youth teams and all these kind of things. So it's incredible work. I'm a little bit familiar with the work Portuguese coaches or the Portuguese clubs are doing with their talents, how the system goes because of Pep Linders and Vitor Matos. So, um, so both from the Porto school, if you want. And so we are big admirers of what, what they are doing. But in the end, uh, that says nothing about um, pretty much all these world-class players they don't play now most of them don't play for long in Portugal so when they show up really then the other clubs from other countries um, from other leagues are coming and and, and buying uh, paying an awful lot of money to get the players into their team and that does help obviously um, the Portuguese league but still incredible players there technically incredible talented everybody all the teams are from a tactical point of view on a really high level plus the probably typical Portuguese mentality and desire to, to be real competitive um, makes them really uncomfortable and I have no explanation really for, for the results we had at Porto to be honest it's um, yes we were good but uh, in, in, in moments we're really good we are good by the way but um, the last game especially was really unlucky for Porto so without a number one centre half pairing early injury in the game, all these kind of things um, didn't help. The, we scored in the wrong moments for them, in the right moments for us. So all came together. But we don't see it like that. We never did. We never did. We, we prepare for an incredibly strong Porto team tomorrow. Um, they have a lot to play for. And I mentioned already the competitiveness of Portuguese people <laughs> so we all will feel that and what we need here but we need here then feel this an exceptional atmosphere um from the first second if we really if we want to win the game tomorrow we have to win it together and that's really important and um, i hope um we can create this kind of atmosphere and then it's not will not be easy for porto as well okay thank you very much right we're gonna to go to don king paul joyce and i'm gonna have one last chance with fernando at the end if it doesn't work it doesn't work and then tiago alcantara is gonna come in but uh dom dom then paul uh, and then we'll have one last go and then finish it. Yeah, again, um, it might seem um, a good opportunity for Tyler Morton to get some minutes on the pitch at some point tomorrow night. It was just, uh, it was a very endearing picture of you hugging him before he went on against Arsenal on Saturday night. It was just wondering if you could give us an insight into the progress that he's made this season and the opportunity that he has to get some experience in the Champions League. I don't know what will happen tomorrow night, but um, the progress from Tyler Morton is pretty impressive. So Tyler had the full preseason with us in the preseason. He was uh, one of all the kids we had in the preseason with us. You could see his technical skills and all these kind of things, but um, how well educated and well behaved young people are. He was not overly confident. Let me say that he tried to adapt a little bit to what the first team is doing, and that's where you could see that. So then we had the, the game. In the game, she was, was good, not spectacular, but good. And then we had the game against Norwich, where he came on the second half and played on a 
super game to be honest um and that made all the difference you could see the next day how the confidence level exploded overnight and probably we saw i saw then the first time pep and beto knew him before very well that's why he was with us in preseason but i saw then after that game first time the real telemark 2021 and he plays a Preston game, obviously. Again, a really good performance, really mature, all these kind of things. And um, yeah, we can see that in training again. That's how development with young players works. It's a really good example. We can speak a lot about these boys and we can, can let them train with us. But as long as we don't bring them out on the pitch, they, um, or let me say like this, bringing them then in a game, in the right moment, has the biggest impact from all the things you can to, to help them. And um, Tyler is a really good example for that. So he's in a, in a good place, I would say, in the moment. Um, pretty sure he would give the same answer. Um, and now let's work from here. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. <laughs> good. Tiago, how are you doing? Good. Um, Tiago, I just wanted to first of all ask you, after the frustration of another season that's been interrupted by injuries, how did you feel putting in the kind of personal performance that you did against Arsenal at the weekend? Well, first of all, first of all, the, we tried to avoid all, uh, all the injury situation uh, with uh, hard work and also with uh, our daily routines. We changed some things to may that not happen but at the end it's part of our job as well but the most important thing is to be fit and ready for the team when you are and i think uh, the game against Arsenal was uh, a boost of uh, new energy for us as well to keep uh, making and having our game in front of our crowd so was great because against a, a traditional great team and we played our football and we won with that I don't know whether you know that Liverpool are still unbeaten when you start alongside Fabinho in midfield. So what are your targets now? What more is there to come from you still in a Liverpool shirt? Well, as I say, when I came here, it's about to, first of all, to try to win all the games as we can, bring a high performance with that, and also to learn about the 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 football that the coach uh, wants that we play and also to put on practice that. And for me, the most important thing for this team is that uh, they're hungry that we have every game. Uh, it doesn't matter against who we play. It's more that we want to win and we want to win in our way. So it's uh, it's not just about who plays, but it's, it's more about the group. It doesn't matter if it's along Fabinho or Fabinho is alongside another player. Is that everybody must uh, perform at the highest level. Okay, we'll go to Carl from BBC, please. Hi, Thiago. Hi. Um, you won the Champions League with Barcelona and Bayern Munich. How confident are you that this Liverpool side can go on and win the competition this season? Yeah, as I learned, it's very, very tough to win a a Champions League, but and more than 10 years of career, uh, I had the opportunity to be on two finals. So uh, you can see that you I won twice, but I, I lost eight, more than eight. So it's very tough to, to go through every stage because we are playing against 
best teams in the world, best players in the world, and and we we just have to bring our best ever to to reach and be a, be better every game. And with that, if we are in a, in our best mood, we can achieve everything. Okay, we'll go to Ian from Talksport, please. Hi, Thiago. How are you? Hi. Um, English clubs have won two of the last three Champions Leagues with Liverpool when they won in Madrid two years ago. Obviously, Chelsea won last year against Man City. Um, mm -hmm. Does that show how much how dominance there is in, in English football in the, in the Premier League? And, and did you know that? Did you believe that before you came to England? Well, I think every country has its uh, moments in uh, in the football history. Some years ago was Spain with uh, uh, winners in the Europa League, winners in the Champions League. Also, the national team performed in an amazing way. And now, the last years, England had uh, an amazing and successful um, uh, so performance in the in the international competitions and. It, as I said, the English uh, football Premier League—it it was always, uh, I think, the most dominant, strong, stronger, strongest uh, league in the world. And it's nothing new. It's, at the end, we are talking about uh, football, and and football is the same every every everywhere, every time. So you just have to adapt uh, against the teams that you are playing against, and adapt in the in the team that you are playing with. Okay, we'll go to Carl Markham, please. Hi, Thiago. Hi. We've, we've spoken a little briefly about the injuries you've had and, and the difficult start. Um, I just wondered if you can assess your contribution, your Liverpool career so far on the pitch, considering that there was so much you know, expectation on you when you arrived and people looking forward to seeing you play. How, how you feel you've done when you've actually been able to play? Yeah, I think it was very uh, interrupted this uh, this first uh, year with Liverpool because of uh, COVID situation, because injury. But then I had uh, the uh, quick adaptation in the team, in the league. Uh, we struggled the last season for many reasons. And um, and in this year, you know, even much, much better than your teammates, uh, the runs that they make, how they prefer to receive the ball, how they defend, how they attack. So... Uh, I think my performance is I'm open to to help the team in, in, in different ways as a coach wants and as a teammate wants. So for me, the most important thing is to be, as I said before, to be able to uh, to a team to try to win as uh, as we want to win. So I'm part of it. Okay. Um, Paul Joyce, please. Hello, Thiago. Um, th there was a report last week that Xavi wanted to resign you for Barcelona. Is that something that you would consider, or is your commitment to Liverpool for the foreseeable future? Uh, as as I as I am always uh, as I always have been. So I'm a guy who I play football. I'm not concerned about the the rumours. Uh, I'm focused in the in the duty that I have with my team, the years that I have with contract with my team, and and I just want to know about this, about uh, this uh, uh, new adventure that I had here in the Premier League, trying to win all the trophies as I can, and my compromises maximum with this team. Okay, we'll do the order on the screen. So, Chris Baskin, please. 
Hi, hi Tiago. I mean, you, you played with arguably the greatest team ever at, at Barca, and you played at Bayern. How how does the level of this Liverpool team compare? If if that's not too, too difficult to ask, and also could you give us some insight into the difference between playing for Pep and playing for Jurgen? Well, first of all, um, I had the luck to play against uh, brilliant football players, brilliant teams. Uh, they play in different ways, not just teams, but also the years that I had that I had in each team. They play different. Uh, I remember with Pep was different than with Ancelotti. With Tito Villanova in that time was different than Pep as well. Hansi Flick at the end was was different. So um, they were successful teams. I think every year, every year with amazing players. The difference is about how far how uh, how far you can go in the uh, European League and also uh, how your team is uh, performing in every game. We were dominant in both teams in Bayern and and, uh, and in Barcelona, and it happened a little bit the same here uh, with Liverpool. Uh, I came with a team that they already won a lot of things, but they aim to win more things. So was a mix of mature thing. I came in a mature team with uh, with uh, a road that they already uh, walk, uh, walked in and walked on, sorry, and, and also they want to make a longer path with, with this team, with, uh, as I say, the mature football players that they have and bring in some youngsters. So I think uh, it's uh, the same kind of, uh, let's say, hunger and uh, competition spirit as all the teams they had before. And between these both coaches, you can see uh, now the difference between uh, they both, uh, they have the same uh, charismatic uh, character. Uh, also, they have the group, uh, they have the group in their hands. They know what to do to make them perform better, to help them in the difficult situation. So the similarities are, are there. And the difference you can see uh, how, they, how the team plays. I couldn't say much more about the football. One is more possession, one another, another one is more um, this wildness with control in the same point. And, and it's great. Both are doing what they want in the greatest way that football can bring. Okay, Chris, we'll go to, go to Dom next, please. Thiago, this is the, the first time we've had a proper chance to talk to you. Can you... Um, just give us an idea of how difficult the last 12 months have been. Were there any points when you you, you wondered, particularly when you had the knee injury and, and whatnot, whether you whether you thought you could be a success here or whether you'd made the right move? No, 100 percent I made I made the right the right choice, the right move. You never know because at the end the injury is what it makes is stop your 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 frequency to play, your your to know much more how your team performs on the pitch because at the end you can watch football every time and the theory it's, it's awesome but the practice is, is even better so i don't know uh, I, I hate that not just me but uh, teammates got injury and it's a pity that football has this but it's part of our job it's part of life and we just have to uh, when we are fit we have to be as high as high performances as we can Okay, and we've only got time for one more question. So, Dave, you want to finish this off, please? Uh, hi, Tiago. Um, just touching on a, a couple of things that you, you said there. Um, at, at the weekend, Liverpool um, set a new Premier League record for pressing. Um, and it is a very different style to, to maybe you played for at, at previous clubs. And I, I just wonder 
what it, what was it about Liverpool? You know, wh why you came? Why you chose? You could have taken an easy option and and gone to a an easier type of football. So why you came to Liverpool to play with with Jurgen's style, which is a, a you know incredibly energetic? Because I I want to keep winning. I want to. Uh go away from my comfort area uh, and try new things, try a great football, different football, know the teammates that I, that I have here, try Jurgen's uh, football as well. It's football, it's about learning. And if with my experience, with my knowledge in football, uh, I can be better learning new things, so why not? At the end, I want to win. That's the most, uh, the biggest thing that I have in my mind. I want to win, I want to uh, be dominant in, in a game. Be dominant in a game, and why not here with Jurgen uh, and with the Simmons? Okay, guys, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for attending. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.